Welcome to The Conversation at AirSafe.com. I'm your host, Dr. Todd Curtis. This episode features an interview I had on KPM Radio of Portland, Oregon on the 23rd of January, 2010. We discussed three security events, including two situations where fighter jets were scrambled because of unruly passengers on board, and the third event involving the Christmas Day 2009 bombing attempt on Northwest Airlines Flight 253. Twice this month, fighter jets have scrambled to escort commercial airlines that reported unruly passengers. One of those incidents was on a Portland to Hawaii flight the first week of January. Todd Curtis is an aviation safety expert and founder of airsafe.com. Todd, in these situations, who makes the call to put fighter jets in the sky? Well, in most cases, that's going to be a decision made by the military alone. You don't have a situation or a procedure in place where a captain of an airliner can call directly to, let's say, an air defense unit and say, please send me two F-16s. It would have to go through channels, and those channels will depend on the situation. Typically, the airline, airline crew would contact air traffic control, and air traffic control would go through the appropriate procedures to contact in the U.S., perhaps, NORAD, in other countries, whatever the military unit may happen to be for that area of the world. In at least one of these cases, the flight from Atlanta to San Francisco, the misbehaving passenger was drunk. Do individual airlines have their own policies for dealing with intoxicated passengers? That's correct. Uh, There is no federal mandate for how you deal with a drunken or a disorderly passenger. And what happens is an airline-to-airline sort of thing. For example, if you have a drunken, disorderly passenger who's merely being drunk and disorderly, they may do nothing more than stop serving that person alcohol. If that person punches another passenger, that might be a situation where neither the federal authorities or the airline will get involved. That might be a civil matter between the drunken passenger and the person they struck. Now, if that person who's drunk also interferes with the flight crew, then that's a situation where, at the very least, they might be charged at the federal level with specific uh, laws that were being broken, that is, interfering with the flight crew. Passengers foiled the would-be Christmas Day bomber in the air over Detroit. Right after Christmas, President Obama announced more federal air marshals will be flying anonymously on selected flights. Historically, have the air marshals been an effective deterrent? Well, this is one of those protective measures where it's difficult to measure their effectiveness by how many times they've actually stopped a saboteur or stopped a hijacker because, to my knowledge, since the program was ramped up post-9-11, they have not stopped any in-flight events. However, uh, very clearly, this is a deterrent sort of uh, situation. That is, anyone out there who intends on doing evil knows that there may be one or more air marshals on the aircraft. And because they're randomly placed on airlines and airline flights, there's no telling which flight may have them, which flight may not have them. Do you think the presence of an air marshal would have made a difference in those recent situations, such as the attempted Christmas Day bombing? There are certainly some kinds of threats where even the presence of an air marshal won't help you at all. For example, the Christmas Day uh, attempted bombing. Uh, the person called attention to themselves in their activities right before they tried to trigger the device. But for most of the flight, there was nothing that an air marshal would have seen that would have been obvious that this person was a bomber. Sure, they might have been acting a little bit strangely in flight, but if you have a plane of 300 people, there might be several people acting strangely, and you're not going to haul them all over and, and interrogate them because they might be acting a little bit differently from the average passenger. Is there any way to tell if a marshal is on a flight? 
a sophisticated passenger may be able to spot someone who's very likely a, an air marshal, but for the most part, the average passenger won't spot them. Uh, but again, uh, even if you have a couple of air marshals in the aircraft, they may not be able to look at the entire cabin. So you may have someone in the coat section who might be a suspected bomber, who might start to behave a little bit strangely. But if the air marshal literally is not within eyeshot of that person, they won't see it. And if a person starts to starts a commotion and they're triggering a bomb like the person on Christmas Day apparently tried to do, it may be so quick that it will be something that an air marshal will not be able to jump up and deal with. Time magazine reports since 2001, the nation's 4,000 air marshals have averaged about four arrests a year at a cost of about $200 million in arrest. Are we getting our money's worth? I have to stress this. Just because they haven't stopped an attempted hijacking, where you obviously have an air marshal standing up and shooting a person or physically wrestling to the ground, just because that has not happened doesn't mean they have not been effective at keeping these kinds of threats from being in the air. Now, that said, I'm not aware of any political pressure to either uh, eliminate this program or to greatly expand it much beyond what we have now. Recently, after the Christmas Day bombing attempt, the Department of Homeland Security wanted to have these air marshals deployed overseas on more flights and that they would fill the gap, temporarily at least, with other federal law enforcement officers who might be doing the domestic air marshal role. That's Todd Curtis, founder of airsafe.com, talking about this month's security issues on two domestic flights and the federal air marshal program. Thanks, Todd. Well, thanks for having me. For more information, please visit airsafe.com and airsafenews.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.